0: what's up guys roy here and you are listening to the balanced mail podcast series today i am joined by a um veteran of the balanced mail podcast series i think he's been on this will be your third time third yeah yeah uh you were the the very first interview i ever did and uh back when it was i was just a crazy kid trying to make my way (laughs) in this world with a Microphone <laughs> in the back room of our house, and now we have we have two
1: mics, and you're in the front room, yeah, in so the front room, and we up. have a
0: mixer and studio, yeah, for all purposes and for people that care we're we're a good distance apart,
1: yes, we are <laughs> actually, yeah. I'm in China, Roys and <laughs> I'm in Kentucky
0: <laughs> uh but but I brought him back um to talk about a couple things that's been on my heart and some things I want to conversations I want to engage with. Uh, you know, I want to talk about sin. I uh, want to talk about sin. I know, dun dun dun. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, heavy topic, heavy topic. Uh, but I want to talk about sin um, because as I've been, you know, engaging, re-engaging with the God story and Jesus story and all of this, I've been noticing sort of a uh, struggle with this idea of sin, what it is, what it was, what it can be, if it's necessary. And so I just kind of wanted to talk with that with you, Andrew. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So you asked me to kind of give a, my uh, rendition of an in, in, introduction of sin. Yeah, we'll go into all that okay, stuff. Later. Yeah, we're okay. going to
0: go into all that stuff.
1: But yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm on board for sin.
0: Yeah. And uh, I also want to talk about uh, Shalom. Shalom. If we get to it, we might yeah. have to do the two episode or for that one. But
1: uh, can you please introduce this, uh, open this episode with Dixie Chicks' "Sin Wagon"? That be it. <laughs> that fits into our time frame when we were seeing this word differently back in the
0: day. It's so funny when I even think about talking about sin. The first thing that I feel is like stress, and I yeah. start to sweat.
1: Yeah, that's it's a good way to put it.
0: And it's just it's it's all from my background. It's a good thing we're not drinking anything alcoholic. I know that it's hard for me to talk about God and politics without a beer in my hand, but <laughs> unfortunately I am I'm, I'm not drinking for eight weeks.
1: Yes. Well chai tea is I mean itself it, its own yeah. intoxicating uh liquid. Yeah, but it's it's good. I think it'll
0: calm us down. Keep yeah. us keep us on the straight and narrow. Yeah, I've been on this cleanse for like 4 years now? No, it's only 8 days.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: 8 days of a cleanse, man. It's got to feel pretty good.
0: Yeah, it is. It's a it's a kind of like a no sugar cleanse. So there's huh. no like any any sugars, not even ketchup. And you'll mm. be surprised oh, yeah. that the amount of sauces that have ketchup in it or not ketchup, the amount of sauces that have sugar in it. <laughs> Yeah. So it's okay. Yeah. So we're not there's no desserts, no alcohol, no simple carbs, no none of that. Hmm. Just no sugar. That's intense, man. Yeah, it was my wife's idea. And it wasn't like this, because there's a lot of people right now. It's that time of year. Everybody's yeah. not wanting to do any of that because of the holidays. Yeah. But it was her idea.
1: We we needed a reset. You know, my wife saw your wife, mm-hmm. and now she brought the idea home. I was like, ah. Oh. Roy, what are you doing to me, man? Yeah, my bad. We're like we're thinking about it too. So uh, it's been a long time since I've done anything like that. It's I think my body's all caked up enough, all calcified. It probably needs a good
0: purge. (laughs) Yeah, and it's it was, you know, it's it's interesting. I I'd never, you know, I I feel like health is one of those things that I've been trying to really get a grasp on in my life. I mean, when you grow up with, you know. Mountain Dew was, was, you chose that over water. You know, you have to make some changes in your life. But, you know, a good reset's great, you yes, know? I yes, yes. Yeah, I don't want to get to a point where I've been, there's all these people that do these, like, strict things. Like, it almost, this their health becomes an obsession. Yes. You know, and I don't want to get there, but I definitely am at a place where it's like, you know, a good a good reset, a good jump start definitely will do me good yeah i i agree well you you do seem a little bit more at ease this evening well you, uh, yeah you missed the detox <laughs> <laughs> i'm coming in after that's gone i went know. in i went in hard i was telling somebody i went hard in the paint when it came to, <laughs> to, to engaging in uh in carbs and alcohol and sweets over the holidays so okay last week was real intense it's that like, like your the first thing. yeah i had like uh three zits on my face oh bro like there's one that's... giant one on my nose that, that and thing stuff. pop out pretty good. Yeah, I was crazy. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Hurt like mother. But it's yeah. like, it was just like, what am I like, 14? <laughs> but it was just like, I mean, because you go, this this cleanse is like designed with like, you're deconstructing and then you're rebuilding. Hmm. So it's like, not
1: appropriate for this conversation.
0: <clears throat> I know, totally. This whole <laughs> thing, it's like, that's that's my life right there. <laughs> but like with each thing, like we're also taking these supplements that are made to kind of sort of cleanse, detox. And then rebuild like so. like
1: you got like yak milk dried something you got like uh ancient elephant fabric sewn well anal hair type well i will tell of... you
0: that what i sweetened our tea with was um it's called monk fruit
1: oh wow that yeah. explains the feeling i'm having
0: yeah it is uh it, it's the swan sugar like they said you could have like i don't think we could have stevia but i can't stand stevia like but this is a it's a fruit and it has a zero yeah. wow. glycemic index and it's granulated like white sugar and it tastes just like white sugar. That's pretty and there's cool. All these other no benefits. Way. And then everybody's like, Oh my god, it's a superfood and you can just put it in everything. <laughs> I'm not talking about it like that, but it was just like it's wild. So yeah, and I know that once I said monk fruit, I know that when I what's gonna happen is there's gonna be at least a handful of people that just shut yeah. it off now. Well bro, so,
1: talking about sin not to, not to bring us <laughs> into that but the sugar industry like mm-hmm. the food industry back in uh like in the especially like 80s 90s yeah. last part of the last century when they were uncovering research of what is doing to us and how they intentionally psychologically mm-hmm. manipulated the general public and paid mm-hmm. to have that happen yeah man that the first time I heard that I was so angry yeah and you felt powerless too mm-hmm. like well and of course, growing up, man, I was like Twinkies, like three times a day. I was eating microwave burritos on the regular. I was having mm-hmm. just junk, yeah, all the time.
0: And it's so funny because um, whenever you have, like, like when you have Doritos versus organic Doritos, it's just not the same. Yeah, and it's so scientifically engineered yeah. to like give you that feeling. <sighs> Holy that, like, cow, dude! Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty intense, but yeah, monk fruit. it's great. It doesn't have that That's weird amazing. like aftertaste. I don't know if you taste it, but
1: I, I, I am enjoying whatever I'm in, yeah. imbibing. Yeah, so my chai.. Yeah,
0: I hope you guys stick around, even though I said monk fruit. <laughs> I promise we won't get it.: We've said
1: sin that led to monk fruit. We but probably if you're lost into the it.
0: Game. If you're into it, you, it, it is amazing. It's been awesome, like as like a replacement because I can't have like, there's like, all, I can only have berries you can't have like pineapples mm. or oranges because oh, of their the sugar fruit, content the sugar on the glycemic content.
1: index. Interesting.
0: Man. So yeah, I was, it was, it was a rough week, but I'm evened out now. Yeah. So I'm into it. Let's see where it goes.
1: Yeah. That would explain the purplish texture of your skin tonight. <laughs> Thank so, like you. that Thank kid you from that. Willy Wonka, you know?
0: <laughs> so yeah, nine minutes later, <laughs> we'll get into, we'll get into ah. the talk. No, it's good. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to, to to talk about it because I know for a lot of us in the contemporary Christian culture, sin is introduced to us in such a really intense way. Mm-hmm. And I think that in a lot of ways it becomes more of a damaging thing than a freeing thing. Um, the idea of of stuff like, you know, do's and don'ts, and you end up living by a do's and don'ts rather than, you know what is going to fill you up or keep you whole or keep you closer to source kind of thing. Hmm. And so, yeah, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, I guess I want, I want to reframe it for myself and maybe we're doing, we're going to do that tonight and we'll, we'll get through it. And yeah,
1: I don't know I, I, for, if that happens, that'd be just a gift because yeah. I I'm in the boat t- too, man. Uh, but,
0: but if anything, it's, you know, I know that there's people that feel this when it yes. comes to sin. Yes. And for me I felt, well, there is no other way. Mm. You know? But maybe there is.
1: Well, you you have to look at every aspect if you have courage mm-hmm. to think uh, this is there anything to faith and spirituality in the in the, the what's called the great traditions? You have to have the courage here, especially when you start looking at sin, because it is so caked with cynicism in each of us, I think. Even for those still deep in the institution of Christian, Western Christianity today, I think people feel this, and they may not have given themselves permission to, but you got to take courage to look this in the eye and say, is there a place for this conversation, this concept, this idea Mm -hmm. in um, moving forward for me? And that's a that's a powerful question. Right?
0: And it's it's the question of can you have Christianity, a "quote unquote," without it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's it. And I think re so kind of reconnecting with what the concept is is important. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to be the one that is able to do that very well. Mm-hmm. Um but I I have gone on that journey, as have, as have you, Roy, and uh, started to try. But I, I wanted to kind of bring up the original language, if mm-hmm. I can. Yeah. I'm not fluent in Greek or Hebrew. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't studied them extensively or taken a class, even. But um, I did explore this uh, for tonight, and also in a, a couple of recent sermons I prepared. And so I thought sin was, was important to kind of connect and I would also give a shout-out here to the BibleProject.com. Yeah, mm-hmm. They have some really great stuff that's really theologically sound, not pushed by a far-right or far-left group um, trying to be balanced there. It's fantastic. So you can watch a video on sin and shalom, five minutes long, animated, great. But the word in Hebrew, um, I mean, the word in Greek is hamartia. Mm-hmm. The word in Hebrew is hatar. I believe. Um, so I, I think, and they, they, they go into that in the Bible Project about how uh, transgression, iniquity, and sin kind of capture in the Hebrew, um, as you know, there's so few words in the Hebrew compared to the English language, for example, but uh, c- capture that, and how like there's different, they mean different things in, in, in the Old Testament, in, iniquity, uh, transgression and sin mean different things, but they, they all kind of uh, come around. The uh, idea, as is the whole biblical narrative, it's talking about the human condition that, so you can like see the Bible as a, as a whole human from beginning to end, and you have to see it as a whole, which is part of what makes sin so challenging was when you cherry pick certain things out to support the idea of sin, if you don't see it as a whole, it's going to quickly dwindle into whatever particular group wants to say about sin. So you have to see it in the Christian Judeo-Christian Jewish history uh, as a whole, or it will quickly uh, become, yeah, it won't make sense, or, or it will be used, co-opted, mm-hmm. you know, by a particular group.
0: Well, that's that could be said for the Bible in general. Yeah. Because, you know, so many... So many times, it's cherry picked. Scriptures are cherry picked. Things are cherry picked, and we rare very, rare, very rarely do we look at the Bible as a whole. We don't look at it with the historical lens. We don't look at it from what Rob Bell says. You look at it with elevation. Mm-hmm. You read the Bible with elevation, and you know you could find parts of the Bible, and the Bible is an incredibly violent, uh, anti or, or xenophobic kind of text you know where the jews you know nope just jewish and you know the foreigners were all wrong Mm -hmm. but then you can also find it where it is this it's this incredibly inclusive you know bringing everyone together text and so Mm -hmm. you have to that's what i'm trying to do and and i I started trying to look at it that way you know after reading what uh what is the bible by rob bell Mm -hmm. so that was that's the start but i think that yeah, you have to look at it as a whole. Where is that word coming from? What does the word mean? What is it translated from? Yeah, because it just gives a deeper kind of understanding of it. And you're not just sitting there with this like, oh well, can't uh, can't look at that girl or oh no, I had a beer, so now yeah. I got to go pray about it because I'm going to hell now
1: kind of thing. Did you have the experience when you were in high school or junior high and some uh, pastor, youth pastor, something drew a target and so we're going to talk about sin tonight. And they they, like threw a dart or something and intentionally missed the target.
0: No, I had um, imagine imagine um, no what what we did the imagining that you know the whole hell thing, that was one of the first ones you had to imagine like the worst thing of your life and fire and torment and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, we did the whole um, what was it a glass of water. And then mm. he filled it with trash, mm. and so that's what you were—that's what you were becoming.
1: That's so messed up. <laughs>
0: I know yeah. it's almost as bad as the um, used, yeah. the, tape Use and the tape, used bubble the, gum,
1: the ripped up flower. Yep, yeah, for and sexual. Girls and sex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so we talked about that before, and well, yeah. well, part of what the word, the original word in the Hebrew, is is the whole missing the mark, and maybe yeah. some people are familiar with that mm-hmm. to miss the mark, and that comes from one of the. Uh, ways of the word "hatar" in in uh, Hebrew is like when the when the people who sling rocks mm-hmm. they don't hatar they don't sin they don't miss the mark they're that good they can hit like a really precise target mm-hmm. um, so it's like it's interesting how it has practical meanings not just religious in yeah. in, the, in the ancient world it's mm-hmm. not just a word that means you're, you're condemned to hell <laughs> or whatever it's also in society you know you, you know you didn't miss so I think the other part of that is um, whatever is not whole okay because like the first introduction of the idea came in in the story of Cain and Abel really yeah that's the first introduction of the word sin uh-huh. um, when there was there was deceit and murder um, and uh, birthright. stolen, you know, which means to say like the very essence of you, I take. Um, and, uh, so not, I mean, that, that's like such a profound thing in that world. Like it wouldn't just be like, I took your, your IRA or your, your Mm -hmm. future retirement. I took your very essence, everything out of you. I steal it. I used you intentionally knowingly, um, until I left nothing there. And, it's that's really powerful like so like if you think of that we all have a sense that that exists mm-hmm. yeah. out, even out even if you're agnostic atheist whatever like that's that's in reality whatever that might be if you mm-hmm. use the word sit or not so
0: it's so funny and so wild and so awesome to sit here and i'm just kind of like reflecting on how my these aha moments I've had in the last three minutes, listening to just how different the translation is like you're missing the mark. And that shifts my thinking about sin. And then sin is also something that's not whole. Is that what you were saying? Mm -hmm. And it's like that immediately invokes all these feelings of, whoa, well, okay. So this action is, is making me not whole. This action is missing the mark. So it's like, what's the mark? And then what does it, you know, what does it mean to not be whole? And then I feel that, like what you're saying, like I can feel or have a memory of a time I didn't feel whole, Mm. you know, and there's these actions and things that do, uh, that, uh, that we do that, that make us feel that way. Yeah. But it's just really intense because, and what's wild is because you, I just never engaged in that. I never thought about that. You never look at that because you just, you know. You listen to what the people in authority tell you.
1: Yeah, it has been way oversimplified and <laughs> and used for mm-hmm. morality control, like we, we talked about. You know. Yeah. So,
0: so let's talk about this. So, what was what was your introduction to sin?
1: Well, the most powerfully or how it was presented to you. Okay. The most the first thing that I think of is sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, I didn't have a great introduction to sexuality at all. And, and it was all in the confines of my religion that I learned about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew I needed to resist it. So it had to do with something I had to fight, like a kind of like battle. I had to fight the spiritual warfare of sexual mm-hmm. sin and pressure or whatever. So, so sin and sexuality are the, the two, the thing I first go to. And mm-hmm. obviously there's a lot of shame that, comes when you do that <laughs> because then you, you know you go to well like sex sin sin, sex starts being sinful body starts being sinful uh, flesh starts being sinful desire starts being sinful so i i immediately came in with issues mm-hmm. um that i've still undoing and and really actually this year 2020 have begun to seriously address but it's taken me <laughs> it's taken yeah. me that long it's been it's been on the back burner for years and I've kind of tiptoed around it but this year I had to address like I got to figure out why sin and sexuality are still causing issues for me and here I am 25 years later from first encountering that now so like when you're younger my parents were pretty good at not like saying I'm going to be condemned to hell if I go to the cookie jar you know or connecting hell and sin they didn't do that um, they were really good about the whole tradition I come from with Wesley being moderate. They, they really focused on the grace part, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But when I got to junior high and they started talking about true love waits, where you get a ring if you if you don't have sex until your your wedding night, and then we're going to give you the education of all the sexual terminology you're going to encounter, the things you're going to hear scripture to memorize when you do get tempted, and then inadvertently the the female body is is, you know, you got to resist it kind of thing. It just makes me embarrassed to even bring that up. But
0: Did you read I Kissed Dating Goodbye?
1: That was given to me. I didn't really read it. I know he's since, the guy who wrote it, Josh whatever, Yeah, he's since like come out and said, oh my God, what a mistake yeah. in the last couple years even. Mm-hmm. Um, no, there was other books I was given. Uh, uh, I can't remember what they are, but um, st- along that lines, along mm-hmm. those lines. Now I want to ask you, like, <laughs> it's your turn. What, where was sin introduced for
0: you? I think it's funny. I've been really wrestling, not wrestling with it, but trying to figure that out. And I think for me, when I think of my introduction to sin, I have to start with my introduction to God. So, cause it all happened very, I mean, <laughs> it all happened very quickly. So it was, you, I'm introduced to God and God is this person that's watching. Uh, seeing what you're doing. he, You know, and he's a loving, you know. It was funny because they always said he was loving, but it was always just like, he's loving, but, but, you know. And then once you get to the but, then it's like, but there is this sin, these things called sin. And it's stopping you from having a relationship with him. And it's blocking you. And they always, I remember that the scripture, Galatians 5.19, I put on there, it was always, I called it the sin top 10.
1: <laughs> because <laughs> Drunkenness and yeah, or whatever.
0: Because, you know, the acts of sinful nature are obvious. And so then we would learn about all of these sins. And oh, these the you things. need to
1: read us the top 10, bro. Come on, well, you can't just what is it? Um, hang that out there. Well, now I, I need it. Galatians one thirty eight. No, it's Galatians
0: 5. I got it. Okay. It's funny that we read He's acting like our... he doesn't have
1: memorized, folks, just so you know. Because
0: I've been trying to let that Sword mess drills. go. Yeah. See, I'm even scared to say shit because we're talking about <laughs> sin. It's so funny. Oh. That's that word, well, how Paul it Paul says shit,
1: don't you know, in the New Testament, there's a word that he literally he means shit. Yeah. In Philippians.
0: Yeah. So I'm pulling up Bible on my phone. Who would have thought that we could have Bible <laughs> on our phones? And I should have been more prepared on this, but whatever. Here we go. It's kind of so. beautiful we're not. Galatians five nineteen. Now I do. I have the Holman Christian Standard oh. uh, translation, but I think for for all intents of purposes, we should do the NIV because okay, that's that's what that's kind of like. The NIV translation is just the Bible that like everybody uses, right? Like everybody has the pretty NIV. common, yeah. yeah. Of course,
1: it stands for the nerdy um, infantile. Um, v- Velocity. That's what
0: it means. Yeah, okay, Galatians 5.19. So this <coughs> one, it's funny because it says the acts of the flesh are obvious, but I was always shown the acts of the sinful nature are mm. obvious. So maybe it's been changed or retranslated. They figured out that that's not what it was. Yeah. Sexual immorality, impurity, and impurity is, they always said impurity is jerking off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, um
0: of course. It, I will be crass, but I also will be very... Not crafts, as well, but idolatry and witchcraft, and they always said witchcraft is drugs. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They told us that witchcraft meant drugs, That's so you can't narrow. do drugs. Okay. Um, hatred, discord. I never really got a thing about discord, but I guess no discord was if you're. It's like, um, is that like dissension? Okay. Or like thinking, <clears throat> thinking in another way. You know, you have discourse. Okay. Like not unity kind of thing or yeah. unequally yoked. Um, <laughs> dissensions, faction, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. And I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Yeah. So that was given
1: to us very early. I was, I like how... Paul or the translation that we have from Paul just drops in orgies there at the end. Like yeah. the others are kind of not specific. He's like and orgies <laughs> and ex- et cetera. Like so, why orgies get so specific? So so they gave me
0: this, and these were my list of do's <clears throat> and don't. Don't do this. If you do this, you're going to hell. So that was my introduction, and so and it was it's really funny because I think the same thing happened to me because it, it wasn't that we focused on sin as it was we focused on sex. Hmm. And our desires, and all of that stuff. It, it was. It was. It's just so. It's wild to me how much, when it came to sin, it always just devolves into you're just dealing with your desires. And it, it was. And it was a lot like you. I, I. I think that. Um. It kind of. Yeah. It just. It. It just devolved into. Me constantly thinking about my desires, my flesh, and there was this uncontrollable
1: thing inside me that I was consistently yeah. scared of. Did your cult tradition um, use the language of total depravity?
0: I mean, in not in that specific word, but yeah, the idea was much. there. The idea was you're just there. you're
1: trash. Yeah, essentially you're trash. essentially, you're trash without God.
0: Yeah, and I put on here Romans three twenty three. <clears throat> Twenty to twenty-four for all have sinned and fall short of
1: the glory of God. Probably people who have total depravity theology would be really uh, offended that we use trash in place of that. So, no offense meant there. But that's the first thing I think of from the way I've heard it. I've I've heard it used is you yeah. literally are junk unless God comes into your spirit and infuses. And what a what a <clears throat> damaging thing. Mm-hmm. Because if I could
0: if I could really sum up. What I got from that tradition was I'm a piece of shit. That we are these broken, messed up things from the start. Yeah. That we're not good enough. And that's how, that was kind of my introduction. You are this terrible thing. And I'm like, I'm like a kid. What do I do with that? You know, Mm -hmm. and the purpose of it was to, you know, as an adult, you can see, no, they're just trying to say that these sins are terrible and, you know, doing this stuff, you know, blah, blah, whatever. But when you're saying that to a kid, like, yes, we create our stories and look, we're both, you know, over 30 men talking about things that, that we dealt with as kids. Yes. You know? And so, I mean, just like you, I mean, I've, I've done more than a year I mean, I've been dealing with this for going on a decade now of just therapy and talks and just healing to get past that. But it was, it was, my introduction to sin was that you are essentially this broken, terrible thing. And the only thing that's going to fix you is not doing these things.
1: Isn't that amazing that in literally in the same breath, in those circles, it was that conversation. And then it was like, but there's this un- controllable, ferocious love that's after you, Mm -hmm. that wants to be in your life, that wants to give you purpose and give you a future and has a specific plan for you. It's wild that like so many sermons at church camp and youth group, that was was the core of the evening. Mm -hmm. You had crappy pizza, you played some fun games, you got a few titillating experiences from a particular person you liked, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there was a sit down and, you, and that was essentially it. like you, you have this deep problem and there is this amazing. And so it's like, <clears throat> even, <coughs> even though there's such a bad translation or, and, and like for all of us to re- recognize, listening to this and who listens, that is not the biblical, definition of sin what mm-hmm. we were just talking about what, what so many of us have, have been given yeah it's just not it that was that was a bad that was horrible theology and yeah because <clears> <throat> it, it does this
0: thing to where it's like <laughs> it's like it's that's the treat if you do right that's the treat you know it's it's like you're already off instead of you're here you're already you're already yeah. here like yeah. you know if if we are created by by god or the divine then then we're already here yeah but but it was never taught that way yeah and so and it it's intense and it just led me you know and we can get into the role of sin what it did to us in a second but yeah i think that what's always fun to think about what was what was your first feeling or memory that I just sinned?
1: oh yeah, also probably also very sexual, but i <laughs> as everything is I, <laughs> especially for men yeah I, think that's the thing. I, I do remember this one time uh, oddly enough, it was in Catholic mass, which you know what whatever you want to take about that but my my grandparents are to this day still very devout Catholics uh-huh. and I, I have a lot of respect for that tradition um some of the most incredible people who've mentored me that I don't know have come from that tradition that have really helped me. But uh, my, I, I was digging in my grandparents' purse while they went to, mat, to communion because I couldn't go to communion because I wasn't Catholic. And, um, and so those of us, uh, those ostracized few were still hanging out in the pews while everyone else was up. Yeah. I started digging through her purse <laughs> looking for candy. <laughs> yeah, And she came back and scolded me. And, and my grandma was sweet. She's not a horrible person, but... I can just remember I was very very young and my my parents my dad was a pastor and I was really a really 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 young kid I was like maybe 3 or 4 or 5 something like that and they they would put me with my grandparents for a few weeks which was awesome I loved being with them but for whatever reason I was sitting at mass there were there was a crucifix hanging I can remember this I can remember the sanctuary or the uh, the room there was a, a crucifix giant crucifix over the altar and the 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 haunting music and everything and then and my hand getting slapped and getting scolded for digging in the purse, and I was such a young kid. It's like, it's a powerful memory for me. It's like, oh. And I I held on to that. My my grandparents still talk about how I, the look in my eyes, just all the blood just went from my face, it's pale, and how for the rest of that trip I was just like robotic, you know? Like I had really, really effed up. And my my, my parents... My grandparents had to tell my parents, and like they said, even when I got home, I was still like, you know, I had really screwed up for whatever reason. That all those things happening in that moment, I wasn't up at communion with everyone else, I was mm-hmm. staying back as this little kid on my own in this haunting, terrifying sanctuary. This is this, this graphic image of violence hanging over the altar of Christ hanging there, look, you know, with blood coming down. It was just, I don't know, as I describe it to you now, I've never really unpacked it like this. Mm-hmm. This is a powerful image that like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm broken, I'm mm-hmm. broken, there's something wrong here, and and, I've always been kind of, I was a real timid kid uh, for, to add to that, but that's my first, my first uh, reflection of it, mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah, if my grandma would ever listen to this, I'd want her to know, I really do love her, and, and yeah. that was not, the, that was not the solidifying image I have mm-hmm. of my grandma, who's still alive, thank God, uh, but that's not the image I have of her, but just that encounter in that moment of of that was something about it you know yeah wow yeah That's pretty insane. weird I, I was not expecting to say that it just kind of came to my mind because you gave good. me this question earlier i did
0: you should have been prepared <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i was probably gonna say something sexual so i'll just let that one go well, i mean i then i'll,
0: I'll say something sexual <laughs> too.
1: yeah your turn no i think uh i mean
0: i remember some i i've really been thinking about this because I remember the first time knowing I've done I did something wrong was when I remember stealing money out of my mom's purse so I could buy breakfast at school because they had Golden Grams and we were oh. we could never buy Golden Grams because it was more expensive so we always had the Cheerios or the store brand whatever so I remember doing that and knowing that it was wrong and feeling terrible about that. But then for sin, it was the first time I jerked off. And yeah. I remember terrible feeling like shame. And so like I was probably tw- I think I was twelve. And I remember like feeling what I've just done and knowing, okay, I'm going to hell now.
1: Oh bro. Yeah, that
0: you know, and just powerful and like the shame that like and sure everybody's first time when they you know every yeah. dude's first time when they you know masturbate feel that. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> i'm just struck by the moment of me talking about this and putting it out to the world but i'm still gonna do it yeah but everyone it's just, can well, relate but like but when you're a dude and that first time there's always the shame mm-hmm. you know Cause it's never this act. It's like, all of a sudden it's like, Oh, it's this beautiful thing. Yeah. It's just this wild. And you're just like, Oh my God. And then it's like, Oh, what did I just do? What happened? Yeah. yeah. I crossed the line. <laughs> but yeah. like, for me, it was, it was shame. So much shame. And I didn't want to tell anybody and I wanted to hide it. And I had probably the same. Th- I remember thinking about it for a while And instead of feeling, like, joyous about, look at what I can do. This is awesome. Mm -hmm. It was like, so this is that thing I have to control now. Yeah,
1: my desire is unleashed.
0: But then it was like, there's all these other things, you know. But, But, you know, we'll get into that in a little bit. But, like, yeah, it was just incredible amounts of shame that followed me my whole life all centered on this one little act the kid that is just discovery it's just like this thing that oh my god you just it it should never be like that right mm. you know like you should never feel that yeah
1: you know that that is that is so like think about what that did to your sweet little spirit and that little boy like what, what, what would you tell yourself if you could go back to yourself and you only had a few words a few seconds to tell yourself something or to to, to to embrace yourself in that moment oh i would say you're not wrong for what you yeah. just did you're not yeah. how can how can you be but you had been you had been given years of time yeah just indoctrination and it, it yeah.
0: probably wasn't like you know, I don't think that it was one person in particular. It's just that was what, you know, you sit in these sermons, you sit in and these youth group stuff and it just that's what you would hear. Yeah. And as a kid, you're you know, I you know, we build our stories, we build our reality based on what we learn as a kid. Mm. So that's just that's just your reality. Yes. You know, and I remember like crying about it, you know? But I think I would say you're not wrong for what you did and you're you know, something to the effect of
1: you're perfect as you are yeah you know so yeah that transference of parents issues with sexuality to protect their kids um that's that's been botched so many times Mm -hmm. in 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 religious circles but probably even outside of that i i typically tend to think that kids who didn't grow up in real strict religious circles Actually, even, even left, mm-hmm. even le- the left religious, I'm talking maybe mostly Christian in the West, probably had a better foundation of sexuality mm-hmm. and, and understanding of like shame or how to deal with that than those of us who did grow up in Christianity in the West in the 90s, 80s, 70s and stuff. Yeah, it's an incredibly American thing.
0: Yeah. It, it, it really is. I yeah. think Europe, you go over to Europe or all other. I think you know Asia. I don't know, maybe, but like it's just it's not a thing. Yeah, you know, your your the body sexuality is is celebrated. Yeah, in a healthy way.
1: Yes, and how many of this comes from a few dudes several hundred years ago who had, you know, very conflicted. They were probably trying Mm -hmm. to be celibate. Yeah, they spent a lot of time around dudes yeah. some of them probably had homosexual homosexual feelings It mm-hmm. scared them because they, they, they were told you know that's that's that will definitely send you yeah. to hell yeah at that time. So it's like they this theology that we took in the West it, the Puritans, the puritanical like the body must be controlled your yes. desires mm-hmm. must be controlled because they will um, all they are is evil and then yeah. the whole the whole original sin, concept which which is beautiful just to hear someone say, and this is obviously not our original idea, but the original sin idea that you were born totally depraved didn't come around till hundreds of years later after Christ. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was like, I don't know, the 14th century or something. So like yeah. there was a lot of time without that theology. Yeah. You know that's so wild. And our our foundation in America, like in terms of our religious culture that Mm -hmm. was we we say is founded on i think a lot of times people mean that yeah like strict desire control
0: yeah And, and it's it's that it also with that control you're always one step away from losing everything which we'll go into let's just i think we can go right into it so the role of sin in your life what was the role of sin in your life
1: why don't you start this time
0: um i just had it oh my gosh what did i just say you said uh, desire, control of desire. Yeah, you were always one step away yes. from losing it all, and so I think what the role of sin that played in my life was it was this this constant worry that you know you were going to unplug the dam, mm-hmm. you're going to lose it all. Yeah. Um, it became this, this sort of like nagging. The ro- it was this nagging thing that was always behind me. No, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. Be careful here. Be careful that. Because if you do that, then this is gonna happen. This is gonna happen. This is gonna happen. Hmm. And so it was just like this, like constant, like feeling of just <clears throat> I don't know. I was in chains. It oh, was it yeah. was it was the jailer. I guess that's what it was. It to boil it all down, it was the jailer. It was putting me in this thing to keep me away from everything. Yeah. Because you don't want to give the devil a foothold. Oh wow. Because once you give the devil a foothold. Wow. You know, and then that's that was always taking you know me back. And then as you as I got older and then you start going on dates, it was like, No, you need to go on double dates, man, because once you give the devil a foothold, you know, you need to be above reproach. Yeah. Because, you know, if you go on a single date with a girl, you're not going to be able to control yourself. And before you know it, you're railing her in an alleyway <laughs> doing drugs yeah. because you can't control yourself. You're in a crack house. Yeah. yeah you're- so it was this It was this. Th- this jailer. And I'm walking this fine line with it, afraid to go either way to the right or to the yeah, left. Yeah. And, and all I thought about was the sins. I didn't think about anything else. I didn't oh, think wow. about, like... The beauty and the majesty of the world, or oh. God, or like, what does it mean to be God's son, or all of it? The, because there's incredibly <sighs> it just breaks my heart to hear you. Say yeah, that. prophetic, like poetry and just beautiful stuff that was just lost on me because you're just sitting here thinking does about. Does that
1: just make you want to cry
0: now? I mean it I for at least five years. <laughs> yeah. I, I
1: <laughs> you just cried. It's like good, good yeah, to I, cry. I, I, like I those cried
0: tears are that stuff coming out. I mean I cried for a long time. And so I'm able to talk about it now. But but like that was and that's all we ever talked about. All I ever remember talking about was sin. What did you do? How did you do it? What caused you to do it? How are you not yeah. gonna do it next time? Yes. And there was somebody lording it over me, you know, because you had your mm. discipling partner or whatever it's called. And any, <clears throat> I learned very quickly when I got out of the church that people had, you know, all sorts of things. You had someone that you were accountable with. Yeah. But that, you know, and that person, you know, what'd you do? Why'd you do it? How'd you do it? Yeah. Don't do it again. Yes. You know, and it, and it, it just, I don't know. It, it, in a way, it kind of, it just broke you. You go from it's like how a horse is broken or a dog is broken, yeah, to be domesticated.
1: Oh man, yeah, just crushing the spirit, taking yeah. taking the wildness out, the mm-hmm. desire out.
0: Yeah, I was afraid to 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 step anywhere out mm-hmm. out of what I
1: knew would keep me away from things. Oh wow, there's a lot there, isn't there? Oh yeah. Gosh. Yeah, no, I know just from your story, you've done a lot of work, mm-hmm. and it's clear now because you're. And I do say this with,
0: and I hope it gets out that when I say this, it's not this like, fuck it all. Or like, there is, there's anger because of what it brings up. But it, it's it's just, this is my story. Yeah. You know, and I think that I, I want to share it because, you know, it needs to be shared. Yes. You know, like stories need, our stories, and I mean our by yours, my wife's, whoever, our stories need to be shared because the more yeah. we share it, the less alone we feel. Yeah. And then the more, the less alone we feel, the easier it is for us to heal. Yes. And the better, you know.
1: Yeah, because the truth is, and, and, and this is linking in a little bit to what I'm going to say, but uh, the truth is that our desires do need control. Yeah. <laughs> True. Sure. Yeah, that's a pure. I mean, yeah. you you can take that to any nature: spending, sex, yeah. uh, eating, and and. But it was beaten down so much, as you say, like a broken horse or, or domesticated. Yeah. Uh, but but like homogenized. Yeah. So that like underneath that, it's like, how do you? Obviously, you're you're a responsible human being. You have a beautiful son, a beautiful wife, a family, a career. <laughs> so you have had you've had to integrate, to some degree. The painful past of the, the the you didn't just say f at all to all control of that like yeah. you've controlled your desires at some point and you have to that's what it means to to grow up i mean yeah every um, philosophy
0: yeah every religion yes. has a feeling of control like control is not something that is a bad thing it can be
1: easily militarized yeah which is oh what, my gosh yeah. which is what you see not even just in religion but even outside of that i mean you just see that's a tendency of humanity to to militarize some ideas and solidify and gather mm-hmm. uh, sometime we should have a conversation about spiral dynamics we 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 just went through the robcast i'm in like yep. episode 3 with him yeah, and his son yeah i did son, the, for- Robin the way on the 4th yeah that that's so <coughs> powerful it's been really really spinning in my head recently this yeah. relates mm-hmm. a lot i think we should do a series on that not not that i'm hijacking your podcast no but. that's fine man so
0: yeah so so yeah it was that's that was the yeah. role that played for my life.
1: That's powerful, man. Yeah. Well,
0: I mean, was it similar for you or was it different? Well, or?
1: See, as I as I'm like your story was just coming in waves cuz there's some similarities, but I have some pretty deep gratitude for the tradition I came from in the Methodist tradition from mm. Wesleyan because he didn't know what to do with his sin, and, and therefore we didn't really either as Methodists. Uh, his personal sin, it was like, here's some theology to kind of help with that. He was big on grace. Yeah. Um, and, and other denominations criticized Methodists for being weak on the whole... You're not strong enough on sin talk. But what was powerful about Wesley's theology, what was revolutionary about it You're was... You're talking about John Wesley. John right? Wesley, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Was his work on societal injustice mm-hmm. and sin on a collective obviously he was, was that wasn't his original idea but he he spent a lot did a lot of theology and that was built into his his methodology methodology and so therefore mine growing up so they would talk to us about the personal sin it was kind of like this is pretty bad theology mm-hmm. here we go but when it came to the societal sin oh it was that was captivating because it was like we have and 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 some churches i was in they did better at this than others we have to understand what keeps people oppressed, what keeps, what keeps, um, what keeps, um, yeah, the rich getting richer and the poor getting poorer. We have to understand what keeps people incarcerated and what, and then as you get older, you know, and you have more permission giving, like, this is mostly like high school and college, like what, what our privilege does to that, like how we contribute to that. And this is, so I was grateful that I was in communities where that stuff was talked about before it was ever woke. Like, mm-hmm. That was really powerful for me and as a young kid to think, so my role is not just to like, I got, I got, I got to not go to hell. I got to figure that out. I don't know how I'm going to do that. But also, I have, because of Jesus, I can go out of this place and liberate. Mm-hmm. So it went from a hyper-individualized to a collective which is crazy because the Bible is never meant to be hyper-individualized, but that's how it was given to us yeah. when we talk about sin. Well, you think <clears> about, <throat> you said chains, which made mm-hmm. me think immediately the dichotomy of so much of the theology we were given is the personal chains, but so much of the, when it talks about liberation in the Bible, it's the collective, it's leaving slavery of, after generations of it, the whole group leaving, being liberated, yeah. not just the individual being saved from hell, but liberating and setting free a whole people. Yeah. from the oppression and the sin of an oppressor. And so that, that's like way compelling. And obviously there's a lot of truth to that narrative in culture, in, in larger groups, in industry, in, in nations, um, mm-hmm. with, with the, the sin that happens at the collective level mm-hmm. that is never talked about, hardly ever talked about, in moderate or right Christianity. It's the, the personal moral sin is what's hammered, hammered until you're broken. Never, hardly ever mm-hmm. it, it, do we get into the collective sin that we contribute in by our spending, our gluttony, our buying, yeah. you know, these things that we, we perpetuate these cycles of global, global poverty because of our, our sin, our collective sin that we will not look at because it, it hits home too much. But I can sit here as your pastor and slam on you for sexual immorality on an individual level, mm-hmm. um, now I don't know. That makes me really angry. Just even saying, like talking that, because that's the experience so many have had. But I think what's the powerful narrative of the Christian tradition and the Judeo-Christian tradition is the collective liberation of people, and how Jesus demonstrated the upending of a, a third way, of like of a nonviolent resistance, of like a third way of not perpetuating sin and hatred and violence and rage but upending it all and mm-hmm. and also not not being thrown as king um yeah it was it was the,
0: in a way there's two things I want to talk in a way he was defeating the oppressor by not becoming the oppressor he he because he, a lot of times you notice like whenever there's someone in power who's oppressing other people, what generally happens is the people that are oppressed rise up get rid of the that oppressor but then a new oppressor shows up you know and it's just that's the cycle of us yes but with his way what he's showing is is that you can you can rise above it you can i guess get I don't know if it's get rid of the oppressor but it, you can fight it by and not become that yeah you know yeah. which is awesome yeah and it's an amazing thing to think about i mean that's yeah you look at just the fact that his approach to everything was was challenging the authority challenging the oppressors but he did it in a way that didn't he didn't become them and with every person they were always better and it was it oh my god it's just so it is captivating it is to follow that path of not that path of nonviolence that path of like connection yes. reaching across and touching the people and, and and being very indignant with your beliefs but in a way it oh it's it just it's just in such a different way yes that is healing in a way that is and it heals the oppressor
1: yes yeah man you know
0: and, and yes. so like so we you know but there was no room to talk about that
1: which is so tragic
0: yeah, that's because like it's that,
1: central to
0: Jesus. I know, and it, it's it's that is it privatized salvation? Yes. Is that what we yeah, hyper individualistic. We, yep. We just we focus so much on ourselves mm-hmm. that there's no room for anything. And and that's what the, you know, and it's such a sad thing to think about because there's no room to think about, you know, caring for the earth. Mm-hmm. There's no room to think about caring for and you say you care for other people, but really, your focus isn't that. Yes, my focus, I mean, there were a lot of things that that I saw in my like from my tradition that I got caring and loving for the poor. But really that was just like, well once you know, once we talk about this other stuff, mm-hmm. you know, then we'll kind of get to that because you know, you know, we had adoption agencies through our you know church and like we were you know my parents that my parents were really big on giving to others. so that might have been, you know, shout out to them for yeah. developing that tradition in my life. But yes. yeah, we, we get so focused. It it takes the focus off of all the thousand things that we can be like really changing the world with. Yes. And this little tiny thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that is <clears throat> so true, man. When you, when you hyper-individualize it and just localize it on one. Mm-hmm. And that's just so wild. Like... That's like late. Um, I guess the postmodern stuff was all like, let's throw this out up up in this whole like thing. In the late '90s, people started to, that started to break down. At least in the circles I was in, the hyper individual mm-hmm. me and Jesus, all the worship songs were that was pretty much like the modern worship of the day. Was that it started to break apart? Um, yeah. and people started to realize um, other things and. It's wild how long it lasted, um, the hyper individual, hundreds of years, and how quickly it f- it's fallen. It probably didn't feel fast, but in really, in retrospect, and <laughs> it was like a kingdom that was here that's now almost obliterated, and you see people still trying to cling to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's in some way where we are with our the last eight days of this president, wherever we're at. True, he's kind of the king of the hyper individual. Yeah, narrative in in and he would claim that he was he's an evangelical to be their king. And it's just crazy. It's like the patterns you see in the Bible, it's like exactly what you don't do, it's done. Mm-hmm. Um again, we 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 were looking just like the Israelites um wandering in the wilderness, we're still looking for another king and we found it in him. The Israel yeah. I'm talking about a branch of the Christian movement. So Well that's why how crazy how
0: almost I'll flip the coin the idea of sin can be incredibly freeing because you're given what not to do. So, you know, not to do that. So I'm not doing that. So I'm good. Right. But you're being told cause there's, there are, you know, there are people, you know, they just, it's easy. It's easy to be told not to do this and yeah. then, okay, cool. Like if you do A and B, you're going to get C. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And you could feel free from that. It's just, it's just so funny how you just flip it, Yeah. you know? And, and, and like, for me, it just, it felt incredibly tragic and suffocating, but for yeah. other people, no, 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 it's cool. I love this. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to oh, do this. I'm not going to do this. And I'm going to be, and I'm good.
1: It's great. You Makes know? me think of the, in the punk movement, I learned about straight edge yeah all those guys they Uh were not religious right nope but but it was like i'm not gonna get into the cocaine and drinking and sex i'm gonna like try to be i I don't know what that i try to be in my up my 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 utmost clearest mindset yeah so so i don't get effed by the institution or Mm -hmm. by by the
0: yeah those guys yeah straight edge movement's a huge there's something about that yeah i've always had really they're always really intense though so intense. But it, and it's not done because they're
1: trying to connect to the divine. No, they it's just don't, don't want do to be yeah. drugged by the
0: It's almost like a counterculture to the counterculture.
1: Interesting, man. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Do you think we would have had straight edge if we wouldn't have had the really bad Christian theology? Was it a response to that? No, I don't think it was a response to Christian theology.
0: I think it was a response to just I, I don't know. I don't know that much about straight edge i just i know some of the bands that i've listened to that were straight edge and they maybe it's like like status quo resistance mm -hmm, doing doing drugs and drinking and stuff is is what everyone else is so we're not gonna do it oh okay okay maybe and i i'm not trying i don't want to butcher it I'm, i'm not an expert on that you'd have to ask toby morse he's the lead singer for his band h2o He'd probably uh-huh. give us the whole. Dude, maybe he'd join us. Yeah, yeah, would Be kind of. Cool. But yeah, like so, it's almost like there's a purpose for it. For if you need it, almost, because there are people that need,
1: they need that, right? You need to be told. Well, in some ways, there is a real political, like when you think of the punk straight edge. Uh-huh. There's a real political, powerful message there. Like, do you want to be, um, given the drug? of the nation, like the drug of, uh, yeah. overconsumption, over and the drug of, uh, like just, just participating in this, this opiate, you know, mm-hmm. like there's a real powerful thing there, like that. I think there's some strands of, of Jesus up in that, like, you know, yeah, probably. as there, as there are much other revolutionaries too, not just Jesus doesn't claim that space, but, mm-hmm. um, like of course, Buddha, like detach, do not attach to uh, success, but certainly, like certainly, these these immoral things they will suck you in and control you. Yeah. Um. And and, and I'm not I'm not quoting Buddha word for word, but I know that it's powerful in the in the Buddhist tradition that whole thing about. Well, he says attachment. attachment is suffering,
0: mm. and being attached to anything, yeah, is suffering because it's you're focused on the thing you're not focused on you or life you're focused yeah. on whatever it is it'd be so powerful for us to insert car insert house
1: insert yeah woman insert anything if we had a weekend retreat together to rebuild an, a theological and philosophical narrative of sin based on the great traditions not just one but like wouldn't that be cool i mean we'd, ha- we'd have to have someone else guiding for me someone else guiding me because there's so much i don't know but like here's here's a one that's more broad but that's way idealistic but wouldn't that be so amazing mm-hmm. to like yeah it would be rebuild that so how is your has your vision of or
0: your understanding of sin changed what do you oh, think yeah. it is yeah the more I change? focused
1: on the collective nature of sin mm-hmm. I affirm it a hundred percent because i I know what we're possible what what we're capable of mm-hmm. as a people um and I mean that from small groups to to, to, to large collectives, to the, the, the global community, it's like you can just see it, um, what we're capable of doing, and everyone mm-hmm. can. I mean, especially now, it's like it's right before us, uh, uh, destroying the habitat we, we live upon. And instead of trying to trying to let go of the sins that created that, we're just looking at other planets. Like, we'll just mm-hmm. go do that somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, I know. And instead of like trying to look at changing behaviors on a deep level, um, that's such a, that's such a repeating pattern. The Bible has given us that pattern already and we're doing it mm-hmm. again. You yeah. know, we're, we are our own gods. We don't, you know, we will, we will not change our, um, our lives. Um, it's like, that's such a repeating, repeating pattern. So the more I've looked at the collective nature of like, oh yeah. And then, and then as I've gotten, that helped me take it out, uh, the, the hyper-personal out of it. Mm-hmm. And then I was able to kind of come back to it on an individual level and say, Oddly enough, I'm gonna drop a name here that I think most people might cringe. Some people might cringe, but he's been really helpful to me filtering some of it out. Jordan Peterson. Jordan B. Peterson's work. Oh
0: yeah. Why is am I not in the loop to know why people would
1: cringe by him? Well, he he talked he had some really weird stuff, the more popular he got about he he, he doesn't talk about feminine that great. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. And what he's saying has some validity, but the way he talks about mm-hmm. it has almost got shock value. And then he was real adamant about people. Not using, um, uh, don't label me with a pronoun. I want, you know, I want to be referred to as Shim or or Zim, whatever. He was like, no, I'm not. You know, that was something he railed against. Was like, really, man? But he has, he goes back through all the old biblical narratives and unpacks them over his, his podcasts and books, and it's, it was really powerful for me to see. Oh yeah, yeah. There's something inside of me that's capable of destroying my life. Mm-hmm. And it's there, and if I just act like it's not, it's gonna do it. You know, there's some things that are keeping me um, chained. That if I don't acknowledge them, I'm not gonna work through them, and I will just be, in, in a sense, I will not be the dad I can be for my sons and my daughter, or, or for the mm-hmm. husband for my wife. There's 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 a possibility that my life will just descend into chaos without being able to stand on two feet amidst the chaos because there's some things in my life that is my inner child refusing to let go of mm-hmm. or, or is is a desire out of control that's trying to spin out of control and take over a part of my life. So yeah, that I had to step out of the Christian narrative to find it because he's not mm-hmm. a Christian and he and he says as much. He has respect for the great traditions and he seems to really respect the Christian the Jewish tradition, mm-hmm. but he doesn't he doesn't believe in God. Um, and so I had to find it from outside the narrative because I think I think I was so so weary of all the looking in the tradition that I had seen and, and of course they're there there's some beautiful in the tradition Christian tradition people saying beautiful things but for me I had to kind of mm-hmm. <laughs> cleanse I had to candida that <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had to cleanse that <laughs> yeah so anyway long answer yeah yeah you are you are you engaging with it in a I think Kind of a lot like you,
0: um, the idea of, of trying to think about a list of do's or don'ts in my life, I just don't have time or room in my life for that anymore. I think that's the last thing that I want to feel, you know, is that is that feeling of constriction because there's so much out there. And it's not even this thing. Like, I'm not saying that because I want to do all the things. But I just don't have time for feeling that. Because because I think that the things that are sin are subjective to the person. Mm. Um, and it took me, it's taken me a long time to get to that. Because I did have to go out to other places and other philosophies and, and just kind of look at it like what is it because there are things that we do that take from us instead of give to us and so if there's any you know and and i think I keep, you know, sin pop, that word sin comes in my head, but that's just because I've used it for my whole life. But but there are actions and there are thoughts and there are feelings that you engage with that take from you. Instead of, of, instead of connecting you to source or bringing you your heart's desire yeah, or whatever yeah. that is. And so those are the things, and those are the things that I try to stay away from, and, and it changes. I mean... You know for example we could talk about sex sex is a beautiful thing that can give to you it can give you intimacy can give you connection it can give you you know you showing your love physically and also used in a wrong way or used as i don't know like filling a hole in your life Yeah, it takes from you yeah okay yeah. so then yeah for that person or for you you need you need some kind of control or some way of looking at it or some way to be like okay no let's let's get me because it's it's not connecting me to anything more than just this physical animalistic desire same thing with with <clears throat> you can go with there's nothing wrong with you know alcohol and at the same time yeah you know and i'm 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 simplifying it but but yeah like Fear is not the problem. Alcohol is not the problem. Yeah, you know it's the why that's could be the problem. That could be taking from you friends, people, mm. you know, spending, cars, everything can be. It's it's those actions that take you that that take from you and get you farther away from source and whatever your heart's desire is. Those are yeah. those are the things that are the sins. Yeah, and. I think that's something that when I, when I thought about that, I was like, oh, I can get behind that. Yeah. Like, what do I want? Like, what do I want out of life? What's going to give me the things that I want out of life? Okay. I'm going to go for that and not these other things. Yeah. But then what I also realized is that the old patterns come up because what about that time? You know, there's always going to be thing, you know, you're going to do something that you quote unquote is looked at as a sin. Yeah. But I think I can't get so focused on that to make it think, you know, that yeah. I'm this broken person. Like I'm still, we're still these, yeah, these people, we're still this beautiful creation.
1: Yes. Yes, we are. And the last thing I'd say on that part is the hyper individualistic thing is going to be so powerfully in our past. It's going to keep trying to rear its head. Mm-hmm. This, this can't be figured out on our own. Nope. We need the perspective of people that love us, that we trust. And we need to talk about it. Yes. We have to talk
0: about it. Yes. And I think that the more we talk about it, the easier it is Yeah, to, to get through it, the lighter you feel, and the more power you feel. Like, the less that, the, the more that I've attached myself to that feeling of, like, I want to do things that give to me. I don't want to do things that take from me. Like it, it just has got, I I feel power. Yeah, man, you You know,
1: it feels awesome. Mm -hmm. And to take it out of the dark where sometimes it sits for years and gets more Mm -hmm. power. I think about the journey of an addict. It's helpful for me to imagine like someone whose life has become unmanageable to some desire. Mm -hmm. um, That is so linked into their, their mind's power to take over their life and everything. Um, like they have to have people they can't do it alone they'll just they won't they won't survive it it's too yeah, powerful they have to is. have people around them over the long over the rest of their life that walk with them and they walk with them you know others it's just mutuality that uh richard yeah. Rohr does say the greatest spiritual tradition that united states that the america has given the world is the 12 steps
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've heard him say that a couple times too. Yeah. I mean, it's such a, like, we're not meant to be alone. We're not meant to focus so much on ourselves. It's because it's not about us. I mean, it's not about, yeah, it's not about me, you know? And so like, but, but I can't, we can't not talk about Shalom. Yeah, I that, just, that I,
1: deserves its own space, I think. I, I know. I just, I feel like... I agree. Because that's... that's what We're talking about one side of the story. There's this beautiful side. Yeah. That... I guess I just on. feel like...
0: So, yeah, we could... You know, that could be safe for another time. But, but I think... Yeah, it's like... What is giving to you and bringing you... Making
1: you whole? You know what I would love? What? If you were to somehow able to ask your listeners that question what brings you it'd be a lot of work for you but yeah like the people who listen to your amazing work Mm -hmm. that you're revealing vulnerability um that has given other people their power back in some ways i'm sure what do they hear when they think of shalom when we start talking about that and like to be able to hear them respond and like piece it together that's that's a lot of work but that would be so
0: cool it could be I think a lot of people will be like, I don't know what that word means. Yeah, I could start off with, "What do you hear when you? What do you think of when you hear the word sin?
1: Do you do you have but, you found like your audience? Are they mostly other dads, or are they just a? It's all sorts of people, all I sorts think. of folks. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, so
0: I do think that we could end. We could end here. Um, because shalom, that idea of of wholeness and completeness could be could be for another time but i think i will say that the last like what's helped is is that idea of like what is it that's bringing giving like giving me helping me feel whole like those are the actions that i'm yeah. trying to go for you yeah know? yeah and for so sure i've kind of left that idea of, of sin behind yeah, of just like, that's a good way to put it. Roy. Of like, there's, I think that's the last. That that that'll be my my last word. I'd like to hear you know one your last thought. But I've left the idea of sin behind because all that does is make us feel we're just afraid. We're afraid of any. We're afraid of everything. Yeah. We're afraid of stepping out of line for some sort of consequence or spanking. Yeah. When, when you when you engage with the Bible and you listen and you pray it's just God's not saying that. I don't think, I don't think God's saying that and whenever you look at Jesus, it was always this idea of compassion. He saw what these people's actions were doing to them not because of like oh you're a bad person, but look at what you've done. The woman at the well, uh, Zacchaeus, he was up in the tree, um, the adulteress like it was always he saw what these things were doing. Yeah. And all he wanted to do is say, "Hey, you don't have to do that. Look at what it's doing to you. Yeah, let's try try it a different way."
1: Yes, and he was also operating on multiple levels because yeah. he was also breaking down the the mm. societal level that kept those people you mentioned there. I think we've talked about that, mm-hmm. and ab- last time we talked, but like the situation that kept Zacchaeus outcast and 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 th- that kept the woman at the well outcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it was like well, those are two power, powerful narratives because Zacchaeus was at the top of the top, outcast because he was so wealthy, and the late, one with the wells on the very opposite end, and Christ comes. And, but both
0: of them were doing things, and it was yes. the actions that they were doing that were were creating this. Yes, and it wasn't that they were bad people. No, he embraces their like essence because as if we really because if we really engage with what God is, there's no room. For yeah. him, for us to feel that we're these bad, broken creatures,
1: dude. That book I was just had right here next to your bed is like there is no, there is no possibility for God to have division. Yeah, in God, and so if God is your ultimate good, there's no possibility for you to be divided from your own good or your own shalom. So if we're yeah, so if we're so feeling, that's all illusion.
0: If we're feeling, oh my God, it's like
1: <laughs> credit. I like to give credit to
0: Florence Scovelshin. Scovel-Shin. Yeah, Florence Scovelshin. She. Oh my gosh, you said it, and it's like I want to talk about her now. But anyway, (laughs) we got to focus because if you really like, it's like how can we have missed that? Yeah. If God is is God is God, then what's then how can we even feel this? Like if we are divinely created, yes. Even even if you're not like if it's not God, if it's something you know anybody you know you feel the divine spirit, how can you even begin to think that? you're this terrible thing, but the actions that you do are what make you feel that. Yeah. So, wow. Look at, stop doing it. <laughs> it. I mean, I'm oversimplifying it, but yeah, but yeah. So those, I guess, I guess those are my last
1: words. I hope it made sense. It did to me. It did <laughs> what, to me. If you could like, what's your, what's, what's your I, last thought? I don't know if I can do better than that, Roy. I I think, um, I, I just I feel heartbreak and mm-hmm. I feel hopeful because hearing your story makes me feel heartbroken because it takes me to mine too. Mm-hmm. But then I also feel hopeful because I too have taken the power of sin away, uh, which is weird for me to say as a pastor. because It's like in our, our liturgy re- regularly, but for me, it means something else. Like yeah. it doesn't have the power it had over me. The, the, the idea that I have it before is, is no longer there. But it's there for a very practical and spiritual reason Mm -hmm. to to make me better. And Shalom has now become the focus more Mm -hmm. so. And that separation is all an illusion. Yeah. And that as I've allowed myself to really come to start to believe that, it's been an impossible thing to believe after years of division. But mm-hmm. I think that's also part of the narrative for, for anybody as they grow, is, as you keep growing if you do, keep growing in maturity. And every one of us has the choice not to, mm-hmm. to stay divided. Yeah. But you get to the integral place, the integrated place where you start to sense that maybe it's true. Maybe Shalom is is there. And maybe God, the division I had that I thought God embodied is, is not true. And the separation that, that God is outside of me is not true. and um, anyway, that that I that everybody I see, God is in love with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even if they're,
0: I can get down. I think, and there's a lot of people that can get down with that. You, you think know? so? Oh yeah. Yeah,
1: you know, it's just, and so right, now, now it's like, we're in it's an interesting time we're in too, because if you look around, just what you see, it's hard to feel hopeful. Mm-hmm. And it might sound a little bit naive, but actually, stepping back. Like there's a lot of great things emerging. Yeah. Shalom. So there's a lot and of stuff. So I mean,
0: you can fo- whatever you focus on you're going to see it or whatever, you know. If, if you're focusing on the negative, that's all you're going to see. Yes. So. So yeah, I think uh I think it's cool I think. I like that you said heartbreak and hopeful because mm. that's life. Yeah. The yeah, paradox that's reality. that it is, you know. That is reality. And I think, you know, I hope that as people listen And as more people engage in it and are not afraid to to open the door that I
1: like I did through this. Come on, can I say one final thing? Yeah, you can. I feel like I've talked a lot, and this is not my podcast. But I want to say something to your ejaculation. (laughs) What? Um, There's like this idea that I read about in a book with my one of my uh, dear friends, mentor person. Uh We were on a retreat studying this book called The Healing Path. Uh-huh. And this guy, his name is Dan Allender, the, the author. And he introduces this French idea called joissance, which is what God feels for you. And he's like, now, before you just rush on with that word, I want to tell you what that really means. The, f- the idea of the word joissance is that at the, the very climax of your ejaculation, uh-huh. the pleasure and its pure power, he's like, could you believe that that's what God feels for you? Like God essentially... Ejaculates. That's like really seems sacrilegious, but like the the pure unreleased passion and and love and um, just I can't even control myself because it takes over me. Yeah, um, that sounds really weird, probably, but like that was in that book, and it was like a it was not like a real new age book. Because like, so Joy Science is something we'll say to each other every once in a while. Like Joy Sons, man. It's like, oh, wow. <laughs> well, it is it is that idea
0: of, of a joy that you can't really comprehend.
1: Yeah, it's beyond, it's beyond your rational yeah. mind's ability to grasp. And, and I think that's what Shalom
0: is, too. And we can get into that at another time, because that we would be on here for another hour and a half. We would, and, yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you, Andrew, for coming on and talking about this. Yeah, I man. Think it's, it's, it's such a joy. Yeah, man, it's fun. I think it's fun to talk about. Such a joy-sance. sauce. is such a joy sauce. <laughs> it's such a such a joy sense so if you take away anything from this it's it's monk fruit and joy <laughs> No, thank you for coming on and engaging with me on this um i hope that you know you guys listening uh feel the courage to engage with this i think if it's anything like mine or or andrew's i think you know it does suck it does hurt it does break your heart and it feels like there's no other way but there is and there has to be so i hope that we can hold on to that hope because if there's not another way then then what's the point of anything honestly i mean that's how i look at it you know and and so i hope that if you've listened that that you know you can you've healed something yeah you can always contact me through instagram or for some of you listening oh, know me. You can always call me. and The guy you want to talk to. If yeah, you I guess. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I think so. so. I just want to tell you, uh,
1: I wish you all listening and you, Roy, your deepest shalom. Thanks, man. I'm feeling
0: it. The more I do this and the more we talk about it, the more shalom I feel. So it's good, man. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks for coming on, man. It's awesome. And yeah, to you guys, be excellent to each other. And we'll catch you next time.